And we're live, Amount of Hoops Podcast, a show with the freshest opinions and views on the world's most beautiful game. I am your host, Greg, and I'm here with the homies, Brian, TK, and Leek. Welcome to season two. How y'all doing, boys? Season two, we made it, baby. We back. I'm feeling good. We cool enough to have seasons. Yeah, I remember there was one point in time where y'all thought we weren't going to get this far because of something I would say. True fact. That, yeah, that true fact. True. Look at us now. Good job. Appreciate it. Now, there's some stuff in the vault. (laughs) (laughs) Leek, how we doing, boss? I'm doing good, man. I'm thinking about it, though. I feel like we were going to get here because, I mean, it's not like there's a label yet that can knock us off. So even if we had said something wild, facts, for all we know, we might be further had we said something wild. I feel like that was a preview of things to come. I'm scared a little bit. <laughs> it was just more so of a thought. I don't know. But I'm glad for a season two, man. I mean, I want to say it was a long off season, but I'd be lying. Oh, no. It was quite short. Yeah. Quite short. Yeah. That, that November went by fast. I'm used to saying it's been a long off season, but because it's like not that, but it's the off season, I want to say it, but I can't. So the off season hasn't been long. But the season went long, so it was like we had a four-month break in between. Yeah. It's, it's been weird. It's been weird. That's the best way I can describe it. This has not been normal in any stretch or form. Yeah, I agree. But here we are, season two. Um, for those who are new, please hit the subscribe button and welcome for our family, our minor hoops family, which is growing every day. We appreciate y'all coming back. And we are we are excited to get into some real content, man. A lot has happened, man. A lot has happened this short off season. A lot. Chris Paul is a son. Uh, Russell Westbrook is a wizard. John Wall is rocking red. He's happy about that. Hey, <laughs> three years I've been screaming the hashtag trade John. No disrespect to you, man. I hope you watch the pod like I really truly do. And I hope you look at me and you call me broke because at least you're watching the pod, right? (laughs) So, but Greg, this is how you knew. I don't know. I think it was you said it on the first pod that I was was on. I think it was maybe six or seven months before we actually started the pod. We were playing 2K? At our crib at Eagle Mill. And playing 2K, and you had said to me, they need to trade John Wall. And I was like, why do you hate John Wall so much? Call me a and hater, thought I was And you opened my eyes, and I was like, you know what? Link might know basketball a little more. <laughs> you know? So I, I, that was the moment where I was like, you know what? I see where he's coming from a little bit. And here we are. That statement, that, that prediction. I'll, you can look at my tweets. <laughs> guarantee, guarantee right now. Guarantee right now. Guarantee, not the guarantee you either, ha- either do a hashtag or just type in trade John like together as one word. Guarantee you I lead the amount of accounts that may have said that. That's crazy. That's a lot of tweets. Just using that word. That's a lot of tweets. At least 37 over a three-year period. I've at least said that trade John at least 37 times on my account in a three-year span. From 2017 to today. Till when it happened, for sure. Man, like I said, there's a lot that happened. A lot that happened. John Wall getting going to Houston with James Harden is one of them. Um, we also had switch-ups in coaching, switch-ups in players. Um, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard have a new coach in Ty Lue, as y'all already knew. Um, teammates and players switched. Austin Rivers is a Nick. 
<laughs> I feel bad for him. He's the only guard on the team. Is he? No. Okay. No, he's not. My Miles over there. They drafted Miles. Um, yeah, they did. Well, I don't think they drafted. I think they, they signed him. They signed him. him. Yeah, he's on. He went on draft. LiAngelo Ball is on the NBA roster for now. Why you gonna hate? <laughs> yeah, come on. I'm not hating. I just said like for now. You think he's gonna be out the league? Leangelo. I'm just saying there's no Oh, you said Leangelo. Yeah, I said Leangelo is on the roster. I'm said Leangelo's on the roster, and I said for now. I heard La, and I thought of a ball, and yeah, when you, I was like, I'm like, you think LaMelo's about to be out the league no, in like a year no, or two? No. Like, dang. I, I, no, let's not. No, don't put, don't, I ain't go that far. I would rather be like, whoa. But yeah, I'm just right. saying, let's yeah. show the kid love for making a oh, roster. Sheesh. Yeah. Show love for making the training camp roster. Good job, man. Yo, the hate. The yeah, that is the job. hate. hate. Cause none of us was none of us was made a training camp roster. He made the training camp roster. Like, how's that hate? I, his, did I say something that was wrong? His dream to be on an NBA roster. I, came I said, and I quote, shout out to LiAngelo Ball for being an NBA roster. Yeah, and you said, you know, and you, you said, said for now. That's the first you take the grad. That's hate. That's hate. Okay. That's it. Okay. Hate okay. that. <laughs> you gotta give Brian one of them Dave Chappelle hater awards and just get a clip like to a mashup of the time he's hated on somebody. <laughs> Remember the Cole episode too? A compilation of Brian hated. I'll wear it. I don't think somebody should just follow their dreams. Congrats <laughs> on making the training camp, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what's gonna make this hilarious? If he gets cut like two no, weeks it's now. No, no, it's not. It was a he's feat in just being signed. Yeah. Nothing later can validate your hate if you hate it on somebody. Oh, man. Looking at all these changes, look at all these things. We even talk about the Los Angeles Lakers flipping their roster over again, and we'll probably get into that at some point. What is the most uh, interesting move this offseason? What's the most interesting one for you? Starting off with me? Yeah. Atlanta Hawks was the most interesting because Mm -hmm. I don't. I'm interested to see how it goes. Everybody's praising them right now for a lot of moves they make in Danilo, Bogdanovich, Chris Dunn, John Rondo. And I get it. You brought in a lot of really good veterans. And on the same token, I'm like, this might backfire in the long run. Simply on the fact of all these, they already had a really young, talented roster. Mm Mm-hmm. And now you brought in all these veterans to essentially play over them. So now your young guys aren't going to get reps, but your older guys aren't necessarily good enough to make you a contender. So are you just going to be the perennial six seed for the next four years? Is that what we're doing? Is John Collins getting traded? Is Capella getting traded? Mm-hmm. Why are we trading guys that just got traded to him with Collins? Mm-hmm. Because, because once again, the roster they have is like, who's. What do you think is like. It's they, too many people. It's in what too way? many. It's too way? many. Like, go down the roster right now. It's Rondo, Trey Young, Chris Dunn, Danilo Gallinari, Bogdanovich, Cameron Reddish, Kevin Werder, DeAndre Hunter, Capella, John Collins. They just drafted a Congo. They just, like, that's 12 so guys right there. Like, like, it sounds like that's 12. a lot of young assets. So somebody's getting traded. Correct. But not, but it, along with that, the guys that you keep. Are also in position to put you in a playoffs like standpoint. At least that bottom yeah, eight seven, mind you, they haven't made the playoffs in a few years. This is Trey's first time. They just went from winning eight games. I think they honestly position themselves to try to like put Trey in that Steph Curry category because he got a 
revamp roster way quicker. I feel like than Steph had to go through in Golden State. Yeah, this roster ain't wouldn't go. It's State nowhere together. near what it was. But I'm thinking like think about when Steph came in. I feel like they. I feel like they rushed they, the process. Is my there's point. not a rush if you this make good rush. moves like this. this. I don't think these are. I think these were average moves. Like how Danilo Gallinari is a 33 year old small forward who's never been able to really stay healthy into the last two years. So well, I don't think I think what Leak was talking about wasn't the development of them making a playoff push for the next couple years. For the years chip? No. Yeah, it's just I'm more not so talking about for a chip. You, you did talk play- about for a chip. You're saying no, they're yeah. about to be a perennial 60. You can't be a perennial if you haven't even made the playoffs yet. We're I, trying to get I there with our with young this roster. But once again, you have one superstar right now. One. You have Trey Young, who, let's be honest, is supremely talented. One of the most exciting players in the NBA, no doubt about it. But, but you don't exactly know if he's a guy who can carry you. We got to try to get him there to see first. Okay. So let's put and something I'm around him. I'm saying the way I would have gone about it, like I said, I would have signed maybe one of these veterans, one of them. I would not have went and got five guys because now in order for Trey Young to continue exceeding and becoming better, he needs a wingman beside him. And truth be told, he doesn't need a Bogdanovich or a Danilo Gallinari because those guys aren't going to continue to get better. They are what they are right now, mm-hmm. plain and simple. So you're banking on either Cam Reddish, Kevin Werder, John Collins, whoever you want to put in that category. You're banking on one of them becoming his sidekick. Well, now, how do you know if Cam Reddish is ever going to become the sidekick? You're giving his minutes to Bogdanovich and Danilo Gallinari. I don't, I don't think he'll ever be the sidekick, but I do think some of these guys will stay and become great role players for them. Some of these guys will get good. Because they have great leadership, bro. Rondo is only going to be there for two years, and he might start coaching with them after the fact, but they brought him in to mentor Trey. That's a great pickup. Chris Dunn is actually could learn something sitting on the bench next to Rondo, and even if he gets traded off in a package with Cam, whoever it is they trade. But I think Atlanta's going to trade those young, good pieces that another team will want for a potentially great other supporting cast like that's older going to be ready now and i think atlanta's just going to improve from here honestly i feel like they just did what the cleveland cavaliers did with lebron their first go around when instead of waiting and just getting young talent like i said they went and said all right we're just gonna go get a bunch of veterans and we're gonna try to make the playoffs as soon as possible they should have tanked again huh i think i don't think they would have tanked this year to be honest i think they could have fought for the ac with the roster they had in all honesty like they just they could have went from eight eight, eight eight wins. They didn't have eight last year. Let's stop booting. They could they could have. And let's remember, John like, Collins got suspended. It like fifteen. It was like fifteen sixteen. So if John Collins didn't get suspended, like with John Collins, they're a five hundred team. Like they showed that. They're not. Uh, they are. They're a five hundred team with John Collins if he's plays. And you bring you got to remember they also had brought in Capella already. So if you go into next season with Capella, John Collins, Cameron Reddish, Kevin Werder, uh DeAndre Hunter, yeah. Trey Young, you bring it. Like I said, bring in one of these veterans, Bogdanovich, Gallo, pick one. I don't care which one you pick. You bring in one of these guys, they have been competing for the AC this year. Like, who's going to handle the ball when Trey comes out the game? Once again, you can still bring in Rondo. Like, I don't think Rondo's that big an impact. If you bring in Rondo like 10, 15 minutes a night, like that's he's not that big an impact, but he was arguably what a third third most important, third most important player on the championship team. But he's not about championship team on a team trying to make the playoffs. Rondo is especially once again they can make the playoffs with this team. Difference between regular season Rondo and playoffs. They can make the playoffs with this team, though. I mean, once again, yeah, the team they have. They're going to make the playoffs. I'm not arguing. So then, boom. Then playoff Rondo kicks in. So that sounds like a good we'll pickup. We'll see. We'll see. We just saw it for the last couple we, of years. You're right. Shut up. And I'm God. saying that was with <laughs> LeBron James, Anthony Davis. Like, you no, can't no, no. expect that. What about that? New Orleans? What about New Orleans? Huh? What about New Orleans? That was four years ago. 
No, that was two. That was 2018. That was four that years was 2018. ago. He said put- Chicago. No. Yeah, no, that was three. That was 17. Oh, my fault, three You're a hater, Brian. I'm not a hater. I'm not a hater. I'm not a hater. Run the clips up. I told, because me and Brian had this conversation before. I said, in terms of the actual moves, yes, it does seem like there's a lot of redundant pieces here. Yeah, and I, I can definitely see where he's coming from in that regard. You have when, tick, like you say, go down the line: DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish, Kevin Werder. Then you add in Bogdanovich, and then you add in Danilo. You're like, okay, yeah. Both of them had good seasons. Both of them have yes. good seasons. I mean, yes, both of them had yes. good seasons for their teams. The reason why I think this is happening, and and I told him, I think this was a business decision. I think we looked at this decision, or the Hawks of this decision, understood it. We're probably going to play in a limited attendance, or maybe no attendance. For the most part of the season, the best way to in, to ensure we can bring in the most revenue is to be in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And so, as a money move, let's go get all these playoff players mm-hmm. and make sure they're on the team. So at least we're sitting at six, and we're going to play at least a series. I mean, that that's the mentality I had about it. Now, in terms of a basketball decision, I'm not so I'm not so. I don't know how I feel about it yet. I really don't. I don't know how I feel about Danilo. I know Danilo's older. He's, but he's, he's a had three. two past good years. He's he passed did. two he years did, but he's good. a three who can't play three anymore because his feet too slow at this point. Bro, but they got, they got pieces where he can just step in and make the floor space. They have a lot of floor spaces now for Clint and John to just dive and do whatever it is they need to I do. I agree. I agree with I agree with. And we know Trey Young is stretching that floor as soon as he comes across the I agree, court. but... Once again, it becomes a decision of, all right, if we're going to have Danilo and Trey on the floor at the same time, then we are drastically limited on the defensive end. They they, they're going they, to be a horrible defense. And so I think that was the mentality. I would much rather see DeAndre Hunter playing more in that I think, regard. And I think he would. And I am still high on Cam Reddish. I still have you know, high hopes for Cam. I think Cam should start. Don't get me wrong. I don't I know if Cam. I think Cam did not have a good season. He, I don't know how Cam did not have a good season. So I'm, I'm worried about Cam. How, how, does, how does he start? You just brought oh, in Bogdanovich, Gallinari, Capella, John. Con- like, so John, who's sitting yeah. here? Well, yeah, he could be. I think he still needs to get minutes though, because between I think just going forward, I don't think a guy like Kevin Hunter. I think he's going to be a better trade piece than like what you need now. And I think DeAndre Hunter, we got to figure out with him. I think he can stick with them. DeAndre Hunter is probably I think, right yeah. now the most. He fits the most right now. Today. In terms he's, a of today. he's a 3D. He's and a 3D, 3D and D guy. But I think with Cam, with Cam, his ceiling, we got to try to give him an opportunity. I agree. Because if and he the, does click. I agree with that. that's what I'm in saying. Terms of I don't ceiling. know how he gets that opportunity now. And that's what I'm saying. You're right with all the moves they brought in. They might start all those guys, but Lloyd might not because he might recognize, yo, we can't defend as well as we you should. You didn't give Danilo two. and Bogdanovich $18 plus million dollars to come off the bench. Like, that don't make sense. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, so I, I think I think with the business. Bogdan's solid two way. He's Bo- solid. He's not an he's all defensive an okay team. Defender. But he's a capable defender. You have to He'll say try that. On defense. He's a capable defender. But putting him next to Trey Young is not a good parent. Yeah. No. And that's why I said one of them potentially could start. We'll see. One thing about most Euro guys, they don't make too much noise about whether they start or don't. Danilo's come off the bench before. True. I mean, the biggest thing is what are we asking the Hawks to do? Cause I thought it was just making the playoffs. I think they were just making if, the playoffs. And I thought for what they needed, are, like that's why I say what I said. The moves are justified from a business decision. Yeah. Because if if we're just trying to make the playoffs, playoffs. For, the, for a dollar, then I'm like, okay, yeah, you did exactly what you're supposed to do. But if you're looking at it from a future standpoint, then it's like ah. And then play your young guys you, in tank. It seemed like you. It seemed like you stunted seeing what Cam could do. Like By I said, in these Cam. Other, yeah. I have high hopes for Cam, but I can't deny he had a rough season. 
He had a really rough season. It started slow. It ended slow. He really only had maybe a couple good games, a handful of good games where we were like, you know what? There it is. I mean, possibly so like, they did bring in some older veterans to help them to along. Help and that's not always going to be the case because the best experience you could possibly get is just playing. Right. And so but, it's a balance between that. Yeah. And that's what Brian is saying. saying they maybe brought in too many. Right. That's so, all I'm saying. So it's uh, it's a weird it's weird it's weird but once again I don't think it necessarily wise, hurts them business move wise you hey, they do what they're supposed to do and yeah. I and I don't and I don't hate them for it they because at boxes. this point you gotta this is a rough year we already know what COVID is supposed to look like for 2021 I'm not like, I'm not mad at it period if you became more competitive just because of money I'm fine with that too. Whatever drove you to be more competitive now you could have did it in a better way that's arguable but yeah. They did improve. That's what we can agree on. Hey, so, they absolutely improved. Like I think the like I said, I'm always big component of when a G when an owner drastically changes what he asked for from a GM. Because when Lloyd Pierce got that job, when the GM got that job, he was like, all right. I'm fine with rebuilding. Like I'm okay with rebuilding. Like I said, take your time. Like I said, this is gonna be a three to five year process. And then two years in, he's like, y'all got to make the playoffs. One thing I will say though, like, if there were to be a piece to go, I think it may be Lloyd. And I think if they need, if they do turn it in like super duper win now, Lloyd in himself is still how many years still into being a head coach? Because they would be asking him to do something at the head coaching level. I don't think he's had to do, which is coach a playoff team. So I could see them like he's, 40, he's forty-four. But I think I'm that's saying, unfair. I, I think, think that's an unfair situation, too. and that's where I agree with Brian. It's unfair for for you to be like, all right, we're gonna grow with you and grow into a team where this could really work. And then all of a sudden, you because of whatever circumstance, you flip it on me and be like, I need you to coach a championship team. And they're not years. gonna. Like, I don't think they're asking for a championship, Bob. I think they're asking for but, let's make the playoffs and let's be competitive. But then, and then we'll take it a year from there and let's see how we do. And I think that's where they messed up because, like I said, when you bring in all these guys to make the playoffs, to make the play. Okay, so let's say great, they make the playoffs this year. They play Milwaukee or Miami in the first round to get smacked. Boom. All right. Well, next year we go into the season again. Well, Cam Reddish, DeAndre Hunter, none of them really got to improve last year. They you don't know that. Reps. You don't know that. They you probably don't know won't that. Get the if reps. they get playoff just, experience, I'm, you don't know like, how they improve. This is my hypothetical. hypothetical. This is my hypothetical. hypothetical. This, this is what, the way I'm looking at it. For whatever reason, Cam Reddish, DeAndre Hunter, Kevin Ward, they don't get their reps. They don't get to improve like they should because Bogdanovich mentioned down Danilo and all these guys led the charge. Well, next year, well, now we got a 35-year-old 35 35-year-old Danilo. Bogdanovich is not going to improve much. He'll be 30, I believe, next season. Rondo will be, what, 35 as well. Well, now we're leaning more and more on guys who are probably either getting worse or not really getting better. You're hoping Trey Young continues to get better, and he probably will. But really, how much more can he give you than 30 and 10 a night, which is what he just gave you? Like, he can still speaking, get better, bro. There's only I didn't say he wouldn't get better. League. I'm just you're saying, saying how much. So you're saying, saying there's only a little bit I'm more in a numerical. In a numerical yeah. Like, how much more can he give you than 30 and 10? That's what he just gave you. He gave you 30 and 10. How much more? Like, so he, he can get shoot more better efficient. percentage. It could get he can more get efficient. More, he can get he can more take efficient. care of the ball at a better percentage as well. And that's all great. I'm still saying at the end of the day, that's 30 and 10 on the stat sheet. Like, 30 and 10. Yes, it can be more efficient. Yes, he can take care of the ball better. All, I am not denying all things. It would be great if he learned how to fight over a screen. That would be amazing. That's a manner that he could learn and still to improve that as would be well. Amazing. And that doesn't that's, show up on the stat sheet. Absolutely. And my point is still leak. You're still only going to get 30 and 10 from that guy. Like, at the end of the day, it's um, still um, only 30 and 10. My point is, 30 and 10 is amazing. Don't get me wrong. 30 and 10 is amazing. But I'm saying, if you're getting 30 and 10 from him, but everyone around him is now starting to get worse and less athletic, except for the young guys who you have not given minutes to and who have been pushed to the back burner because you wanted to make 
one playoff run. Well, now where are we? Well, now we're in limbo because Trey Young's contract extension will be coming up. You've invested money into players who are not getting better. And the piece that you're talking about would be young assets to trade. How valuable are they if they can't even get on the floor for us? Who, why would I trade for Cam Reddish if he can't even beat out Danilo Gallinari? But your whole theory is based on these guys using this whole year and not getting better. This whole theory is what if these dudes I, just have a whole I'm another saying, year and do, not get better? You're not going to give them the minutes to show it. You don't, bro. Everybody isn't. Some people, yeah, you can put them in a minute, like a situation where it's like, yo, you just need to play all the minutes. We're going to go through win, lose, or draw. Some guys, this might be good for Cam where he doesn't need to play 35 minutes in a playoff game. But maybe if you get him off the bench to the point where if he is ready, them 24 minutes he gives you in a playoff game can be great. And maybe it's more. Same for DeAndre Hunter. Same for Kevin Herter. We'll see. Kevin Herter can do – Kevin Herter, I'm sure, Kevin watched Ward Duncan really Robinson, great, this NBA playoffs, and was, was like, oh, dang. Shooter. Kevin Herter was a great shooter before Duncan Robinson. It, exactly. <laughs> so think about that now. If you only need him, because let's not act like he's not a first-team all-defensive guy either. He's not. So That's if we can just now have that come off the bench in limited minutes, but now even when Trey Young is coming off the floor, we don't lose any threat of shooting. With Cam coming in the game, DeAndre can shoot it. Mm-hmm. Same with Kevin. So if anything – Sometimes I think these NBA guys get a bad rep because some guys like John Morant, they can be given the keys to the car from day one. He is special. Yeah. Everybody else does not always need 40 minutes a night from day one. Because if you don't have enough in your toolbox, like from day one, you might end up falling flat on your face to the point where it's like, okay, we don't even want you no more. No, maybe he just wasn't ready for that in the moment. I respect that. Yeah. So I think to That's just say, I think just to say, we got to play these young guys. They got to show. Oh, dang. They got to show <laughs> by, they got to show by year two. And if not, then we need to get off of them. Yeah. And to think that they can't learn from this situation either with a guy, like I said, Rondo on that bench with them. I feel like Chris Dunn is going to benefit very well from this situation, regardless of the minutes that he gets. Okay. From the practices alone. And they're just sitting on the bench, and then when Trey's in, while he's sitting down, Rondo's going to be talking to Trey, telling him, watching that. Let's not act like Chris still has some great physical ability oh, to Chris be Oh, Chris Dunn's a- one of the best defenders in the league still. Once again, I, once again, every player they brought in is going to help them win games this year. I'm worried about going forward. Once again, I, like I said, I'm, I'm not disputing anything you said. All that could happen. All that I lean more towards. You're leaning the other towards way. none of them getting better this year. That's I'm what not, you're leaning it's towards. It's not you're about necessarily saying, getting better, Lee. Like I'm not saying they won't get better at all. I'm saying I'm a believer in. In order to really get way better, you need reps. You need to play. If I'm sitting, the, if I go from being a starter getting 30 plus minutes mm-hmm. to now being a guy who which one, which guy that guy that was getting 30 minutes last year won't be getting 30 minutes this year. Kevin Ward is not getting 30 minutes okay, this year. I believe. We, we, the, I don't think DeAndre Hunter is getting 32 minutes this year. He doesn't because he doesn't need it, correct? Huh? Because he doesn't really. He, he doesn't. He's not. In what do you mean? You're saying. Do you think he should be getting 32 minutes a game this year? Do you think he should? I don't think it would have hurt them to give them 32 minutes this year. Like that's why I'm. Do at. you think he needs 32 minutes a game if we do I think have would, Bogdan and Danilo? If and you John have, Collins and Clint Capella, because Clint didn't play at so, all last what, year. What are you asking he, me exactly? I'm, you're, I'm basically saying they got minutes that they didn't even really need last year, which is also why they were losing a lot of games. They were being overplayed. And I maybe that's why. That. No, I maybe that's why that. they're losing. Yeah, they because were supposed they, to lose. They were put together to lose. That was the point. They had the youngest roster in the league for a reason. 
they knew they were going to lose. So you're saying just say, say, continue. I'm to saying lose bring you're in saying- one veteran. You can pick whichever one you want. Rondo, Danilo, Bogdan, whoever. Bring in one veteran. I think if you have, you already got Capella, who did not play for you last year. If you walk into next season with Trey Young, Bogdanovich, DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish coming off your bench, Kevin Werder coming off the bench, that sounds John, like death. Like, huh? That sounds like death. Yeah, but ne- my point is now is you're overloaded on death. They could have they could have legit went to the season with one of those veterans and been a legit eight deep. Well, now you're twelve deep. Twelve deep is hard to play in the NBA. I don't care how you want to slice it. It is hard to put twelve guys who need some of which need minutes to get better. Some expect minutes. It is hard to pull that off. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying these young guys won't get better. I'm not saying they won't benefit from veteran experience. But at the end of the day, the way you get better is reps on the court. Plain and simple. And I agree. Some of them probably will get better. Chris Dunn will definitely benefit from playing with Rondo. I think Kevin Werder would definitely improve from playing with Bogdanovich. But going back to Cameron Rush and DeAndre, if you're talking about trading players, the only way to boost somebody's value on the trade market is to play them and let them show what they can do. And he can still he can get enough minutes to show what he can do. He can look better with less minutes. Well, there's really? some people, some that, people do, some, some people like don't. That. That's all I'm saying. He's leaning one way, I'm leaning another way. That's all. We're just we're on different spectrums of this. Took too long on that. We did. Um, most interesting move to you, TK. That's tough. Um, most interesting move to me. Maybe I'm partial. No, actually, it was probably the Drew Holiday move. Okay. Okay. I think those are one of the more solid moves. It was a move that I didn't see them making. I didn't see them going after Drew Holiday. Um, I think we were all, we all thought they were probably going to swing bigger, I guess we would say, yeah. to try to get him somebody who was better than his second man already. But Drew Holiday, we are all really big on his game, his skill level, uh, his his intellect when it comes to, to, to basketball, and his right. just all-around presence on the court uh, and off the court because – I hear so many good things about him, but I think that was the more interesting move to me to see now that Drew is going to be in a role where he's going to be expected more than when he played with AD. Now it's going to be, I think his role grew now because now he has that spotlight and that attention Yeah, because he's been getting voted like one of the most underrated players in the league, which I always thought so as well. But now it's going to be real interesting to see that you just had all this hype surrounding your name for X amount of months. Now show people what, we think that we already know right i i looked at that move and i looked at that move and it was coupled with at the time it was coupled with the bogdanovich move Mm -hmm. and i and at that moment i was like oh this could be a little this could be a little something right here at least trying to keep him i was sold on trying to keep yeah i was like oh they brought them to rain i was like oh milwaukee's coming out the east that was my thought process and then and then the bogdanovich trade got turned back Due to the Kings, I blame them on the Kings, of course. Because the rumor has it that was more Bogdanovich than anything. Yeah, apparently he wasn't cool with the getting traded to Milwaukee. Like he, he never cool signed off. He like he never, he never signed, signed off, off on. He it. never signed off. But more importantly, he was cool with going to Milwaukee until he found out Drew Holiday was going there. Really? That's the rumor. Because he didn't want to be. He thought he would have been third in the pecking order. Now he's gonna be fourth. Now you're gonna be fourth. That's weird. I mean, some guys want their minutes, you know? That's weird. 
Some guys expect to play. I mean, he was going to. Okay. I understand. Um, I don't. Yeah, it's weird. I, I thought would have went. <laughs> I would have went too. I thought, I thought it was gonna. It was more intriguing when both of them were on the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Looking at it now, I said, well, Drew Holiday still could be special there, but in terms of how I feel about the Bucks, that hasn't changed. Yeah. Like I looked at it, I was like, okay, this really didn't. It didn't move the needle for me. It didn't move the needle enough. I don't think we can stress me. enough how much better he is than Eric Bledsoe, though. Oh no, I mean. <laughs> Eric Bledsoe, oh my God, he made them so bad in the playoffs. Eric Bledsoe definitely could not handle being the point guard for a playoff team of that caliber. Yeah. You know, with those of a type championship of, contending yeah, team, no. with those aspirations, um, and I think that was the that was the problem. I think Drew would definitely do better, but in terms of now, we're looking at a team like Brooklyn existing, and I don't care what anyone says. Yes, he's coming off an Achilles. He is going to be a problem, and he is KD, and <laughs> KD is going to be an issue, bro. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Right now, they're they they're to come out. You know, Philly. I got Philly. Well, would you look at that? Like, would you look at that? Philly, Philly B is going to be knocking on the door. Miami's coming back strong. Like it's I looked at, I looked at Milwaukee. Com- I looked at Milwaukee, and I was L, like, right? "You're just sec- another one in the number to me." Another second round L, right? It seems like it. I'm not gonna. They can, another they can second go round L, right? They can go conference. Nah, it's another go, second Drew round Holiday L. Drew Holiday can push them conference. It's another one, bro. Depending on the way we will see. Falls, it's Drew another second round L. Drew can push them. I, Not enough. The not enough. A, the importance of a point guard should not be underrated. Eric Bledsoe <laughs> was maybe the worst starting point guard in the, in the Eastern Conference last year. And you just got Drew Holiday. That is a massive difference. Yeah. That cannot be understated. That cannot be. Drew Holiday is a huge upgrade for them in the playoffs. Now, in terms of going game by game throughout the season, yeah, it's not a big you're not gonna we're not gonna see it on the stats. But in terms of the little things, the little moments, the little pockets in the game where like that play had to happen, and Drew makes it, we're gonna be like, that's what didn't happen last season. They're ho- I guess they're hoping Chris takes another. another they're hoping Chris, uh, if they're Chris hoping plays Chris, like he did. They're hoping last they get, they're hoping they get cr- game, but Chris took it like. That was the best we've seen Chris Middleton. Yes. I feel like in the playoffs that last yes. like two games. Yes. Of all the Chris Middleton we've seen. Yes. So they're hoping they can get those two games, I assume, for the entire just, run. Because if it, if Milwaukee yeah. is a different team, if they get that dude, they are a different team. I, mean, I that. think that's exactly what they're banking on. They're like, oh, well, Chris Middleton can be our number two. Drew Holiday's going to be a 2-3, but he's going to run our team way more effectively. Yeah. And Giannis is going to be honest. Like, we're fine. So, yeah, I, I, I can see if, if Chris Middleton does that. Because I'll say this, if we get that type of Chris Middleton, though, he's in the talking for an all-NBA team at that point. If he gets that through a regular season. It's a lot of people. It's a lot. Bro, but he would have a really great year I if mean, he had those. He's been right on the cuffs the last two years. But right. I feel like there's. If he's and that's one of the a wing 15 spot best too. players. One of the 15 best players in the league. I feel like. Go back and look at. Because he had like a 30 or 40 ball, bro. Now, what I'm saying. In one yeah. Guys are back now. But I'm saying if he does so. If he does that throughout he's the regular season. It. Yeah. My. The reason he's not gonna do, it, I, I agree. I think he has, like, he, he can has, put up the numbers. He has the talent. Mike Budenholzer is not gonna let him exactly. do it. Exactly. <laughs> and that's the real is that's the real question mark with Milwaukee now. I think that's yeah. A, yeah the coach. That's the real question mark. I like I said, getting Drew Holiday over Eric Bledsoe, I think that puts him right on right on target with everybody else. They're right there in the circle. Yeah. It's just a matter of who's gonna play better at that point in time. But Mike Budenholzer, of all the coaches we've mentioned, might be the worst. And I hate saying that because I was a Budenholzer fan. But Jesus, he made no adjustments last year, and it was pitiful to watch. Yeah, 
Oh, it was so bad. So I can't I, even. Oh man. So I think I I like that move too, but it it did damp it, it dampened a little. My hype dampened a little when was he worth five picks? Yo, who, I want yeah. Sh- who they do Drew for five? It right? was five. Well, technically three. It was two pick swaps. So two pick swaps, but they got the better Jeez. end of those. And once again, man, shout out to DG man because he's <laughs> out here hustling these like to flip. AD, which was legitimate, mm-hmm. but it's Drew Holiday. Yeah, like no, I don't Drew, Holl- Drew, Drew Holiday is not worth those three first rounders and two pick swaps. I he, think that's what it he, was. He is to Milwaukee. Like re-signing Giannis is worth that. Exactly. And, <laughs> and, and that, if that and was that, gonna re, and I said if, re, if Giannis re-signs, if then he it was worth it. It was all worth, worth it. it. If he doesn't, well, I don't yeah. think he does. I think he does. That's I don't be think sick. he does. I think he does. It's I don't be think he does. I think that was insurance policy. I think they went and got those picks because. This, this, I think Dallas is going to look real interesting by the offseason. This ain't, this ain't it. Who? I think Dallas is looking gonna real scary, interesting in the offseason. I don't think KP will be there when it happens. <laughs> you think he'll trade KP for it? No. That's going to be possible. so foul. How's that foul? I mean, I'm just going to be like, dang, I thought we was going to Dirk and Nash it. <laughs> no. You're not the, you not the Dirk in this Dirk. scenario. Giannis is. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but like we're gonna switch it though. But this time, Nash is the best player on the team. The, yeah. the, the I think Luca. Nash. I think Luca will still be the best player on that team with Giannis. Oh wow! I said what I said. No, it depends on when it happens. If yeah. it happens next year, Luca's the best player on that team with Giannis. Dang man, he's just trading KP, bro, and he, he KP can flip all the. Dang man, time. everybody get traded in like a week with under B, bro. <laughs> if you if, if there's a better move, yeah. <laughs> What's the most interesting one to you so far, man? Which is sick because I think we got still got like eight days left. Stuff could still happen. At this point, it's over. Uh, Everybody, we don't know that. We pretty much, yeah. pretty much everything. Unless, well, James Harden hasn't shown up. Yeah, yet. until he we get, yeah, that yet. if that gets if that gets com- completed. Actually, this is a video of him partying. <laughs> I'm dead yeah. serious. He's floating it's around ridiculous. Twitter. I was like, doing care. COVID. But he don't care. I would say probably my most interesting one. Um, honestly, with Teach Team, I was really upset. That the Lakers stole Schroeder. Like I almost that. picked that one. Mm. I was really upset because I'm just like, he ain't coming off the bench. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, he's <laughs> starting, man. And that is exactly what like LeBron is making great moves for. How can he, you know, not Rob Palenka? <laughs> I actually want to give him a little praise. I think he's done a good job. Yeah, I think oh, both of them. definitely. Rob's been doing a lot. He's done a good. He's done a good yeah, job. I think they work hand in hand. You know, the Lakers have made great moves. And Schroeder being one of them is going to allow them to play even faster. Yeah. God forbid LeBron gets off the ball a little bit more and starts setting a pick and roll and rolling himself. Like, mm-hmm. I think Schroeder really unlocks like a level for them. And it's great that you lose Rondo and you get like a, a different variation of young attacking Rondo. Yeah. Maybe not the passer. But not the passer, but a way more, a way, way much more. The knifing through the defense. Yeah. Way better score. Way better. Yeah. So, like I said, very quick. Great way to replace. Finally, learn how to shoot. Yeah, finally, <laughs> after a couple of years. So I think, I think that really put them in a great position. And I'm not gonna lie and tell the T like, I'm gonna be talking about how I do like hope this team or that team can get it done or whatever. But statistically speaking, in history, the Lakers don't win chips and singles. Yeah, they don't go to the chip and they don't go to the finals one time and then they back off. So yeah, they re- they try to repeat. Statistically, we're we are looking at a Lakers repeat right now and a move like Schroeder does put them in position for that um, i think oh my fault. go ahead no i think uh looking at the lakers i was i was highly impressed with all the moves 
going forward. I thought Marcus Saul was great. I thought bringing back Morris was great. I thought um, they still they got one more move left to make. Everyone's just waiting on it to happen. Which one? Come on, Kuz. Yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> so you you think they'll? They I won't, think it's gonna happen. I mean, even I though, think they're gonna trade them at, at some, some point, point this season. They're LeBron, gonna try. To- LeBron is trying to encourage him because I saw some tweets that Kuz is gonna be the one with the most improvement. He's trying to encourage him and all that in the third. But I, it would not shock me if um, you good. It would not shock me if. Those trades happen somewhere I think around that, the forty game mark. They're gonna try to boost his value. They're gonna play him some minutes. They're gonna get him some shots. They're gonna try to make him look as good as possible on the trade market, and he's gonna be out of there. Um, I'm gonna go on record now, just saying it. Um, I really won't that impressed with the Laker all season. Wow. Um, they're they're the clear cut favorite to win. They should be. They should be the overwhelming favorite to win. In all honesty. But I don't think they got that much better than last year. I think they're. I think I mean, the only. Hmm. But they were a championship team last year. They were a championship year. team. That's why I said they should be the overwhelming favorite to win this year. I just don't think they got that much better. Like I think they got better offensively while getting worse defensively. And they definitely did. I can agree with that. And I think their defense is what led to them winning the title last year. So. Yeah. We'll see. Like I said, I'm not. We all know I'm not a big Montrez Harrell fan. Yeah, I didn't man. Like that move. I was, man, mind you, many be laughing. I didn't at, mind the Trez move. Many, I think, think Trez in this environment, as opposed to being around a guy like Kawhi and PG, who the rumors are out. The rumors and and they become a more factual day in and day out about how how that whole culture was. I'm not trying to upset you, Leek. I really nah, it's I not even, that. bro. But mm-hmm. I mean, so and just maybe a different scenery. You know, and I mean, I just like it because I think you could play Trez on the floor now and don't have to worry about defensively. Now you could play him next to Gasol, you could play him next to AD in some that's small ball lineups because he I can't think, play next to AD. I think if they go small, offensively, ball, he, could. he cannot play next to AD. I think small ball, who Trez can, op- yeah, they can operate on different sides. I think Trez could, I would not like that at all. Oh. It'll be a, it'll it yeah honestly me being a Clipper fan I hope y'all do it <laughs> exactly honestly yeah. exactly that's my point right there because yeah, everybody's gonna see what I because I was telling you mean the same thing I told you at the beginning of last season but I was definitely <laughs> I was mind you I was always for my Clippers were still gonna win but I was telling T in January of last year we do need to trade Trez I was saying that because I was like I see a, a scenario coming where. For one, he was going to leave regardless because we weren't going to pay him what he wanted. We just mm-hmm. weren't going to be able to. So I'm like, the only thing that turns out good for us is if we win. But other than that, all the other scenarios is we don't get a ring and he's gone. So we yeah. should have got some type of value. Something along the lines of maybe right at that hot point where it was like January and he was right there at um like, oh, yeah, he's going to win. Like people were like six man in the yeah, year. He's in the running. Should have went and got surge right then and there. I mean, I still got Surge. So. I mean, yeah, but like, I just feel like Surge would have helped us because the thing that nobody understands, and you've been t- saying on Twitter, but like Trez, at the end of the day, is six seven man, and all the teams you're gonna have to beat in the Western Conference Finals, none of them carry six seven bigs. Six seven and don't really play defense. The only six yeah. seven dudes that are really in the mix in Western Conference playoffs that are like bigs are PJ Tucker and Draymond Green. Yeah, man. Those are the only undersized bigs. 
that play in the Western Conference playoffs past the second PJ round. PJ is a wing. They forced him. To <laughs> but he he but took he, it. But he, he carried it so down. well. Yeah, he he can theoretically down. hold his own on the he block. He can. He Theori- did it because theoretically. he was asked to do it, and he's been trying to get paid. Exactly. And Houston is that. I was going to go wild at him. He's, at he is a dude that showed up to work and he was like, yo, this is what I do, da, da, da. Out of nowhere, they're like, yo, PJ, mind you, PJ, no, he got a terrible boss. We're going to need you to do something <laughs> so outlandishly out of your job description, but we're going to do it for you. And he's like, yo, this is whack, but I'm going to do it. And he did a great job at it. So I don't blame him for he trying to get paid. Good. No, 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 for sure. I, I've been hearing all the, the, the talkings about how pay, Houston's Pay PJ. Y'all, that is one PJ dude. deserves his check, bro. There's no I'll way around. Guard it. your five and shoot threes. <laughs> yeah. Like, Where, deserves, yeah, you're hired, deserves, son. He deserves his money. Like, he deserves his check for sure. But you was about to say something? I can't remember. <laughs> but I mean, I'm just gonna say, like, going off like playing AD and trades together. Like, yeah, that looks cute in the regular season, but in the playoffs, like, don't, I don't I see how it, it works on the floor. I like, don't think it'll happen in the playoffs. It's gonna have to. As like, he's your big off the bench now. Like, Trez has to play. And don't let Mark get in foul trouble or just be too slow. Exactly. Like, we got rid of JaVale and Dwight, both of them. Like, it's Mark, AD, and Trez on the front line. We're going to see. Y'all, are, I'll say this. Y'all are much better offensively, yeah, though. offensively. I much agree. Much better. And I think, I will say this, I do think y'all got that much better offensively that it will make up for. But you know what's funny? Like, I, I totally y'all agree. Y'all are harder you. to guard on the offensive end. I totally now. agree with you. The person that makes us much better offensively, though, is Dennis Schroeder. It's not Montrez Harrell. Montrez I think Harrell, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Dennis and Mark. It's Dennis and Mark that like, make y'all better. Montrez does not like yeah. I said last year. My, what Montrez gives you is, for lack of a better term, it's almost empty numbers because everything he does, it's going to be. It has to be a roll to the basket. He doesn't give you any type of spacing on offense. His low post game is okay, but it's not dominant, and he's not a good defender. So how am I putting you next to AD? What am, I can't put AD and you on the floor together because I want AD going to the basket, not you. But if you're on the floor, you're near the basket. So AD got to sit in the corner now? Nah, bro, sit on the bench. <laughs> I'm going to let AD run the five. Or at least Marcus Saul, he can shoot it. Man, just set that pin down for AD, man. Let him shoot threes. I mean, hey, if AD, <laughs> hit, if AD hit him at that clip, then yeah, this isn't a discussion. If AD's hitting threes at a 38% clip, this isn't a discussion. But he shoots him at a 33% clip. He might be 38 <laughs> If he is, yo, it's over. If AD starts hitting threes at a 38% clip, this isn't even a discussion. The Lakers got the title wrapped up. Best player in the, best player. Best player in the world. If he's hitting threes at a 38% clip, it's over. This is no discussion. We are all playing for second place. That's but he probably won't. That's all I'm saying. But he going to ball, though. But he going to ball. But go if he hit him at a 38% clip. He, he will be probably first-team NBA again this year. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's the best power forward in the league. Yeah, probably best big in the league. Just yeah, the, the best four category. or five in the league. Yes, yeah. he is. Yeah, so AD's amazing. But if he hits threes at a thirty-eight to 40 percent clip, mm-hmm. I don't think that gets outlandish. But I think he has a year, some years in his career where he can do that. Man, that would be wild. I don't think it's outlandish for it's him, not, bro. Not to me. Not it's all me, about bro. at that point. Just like, is he taking? Like, does his shot selection get so great? Because he already has great mechanics, bro. He, he can shoot the ball. He does. He just. Oh man! It's just about can he like shoot enough quality open ones without ODing it because he can get to forty fits. Like I'm only gonna like limit to myself to like two to three attempts like per half. But he's good enough to where he's always gonna hit one a half. He could do that for sure. I think I think he could definitely hit one a half. Like that would just mean up in his number. I mean, the last three years he shot 34, 33, 33. Like jumping to thirty eight. How many is he taking? Like three a game. 
three a game each year? Yeah. How many take this past year? This past year, he took 3.5. 3.5. Okay. Like, and, and shot, once again, what, that's, sol- that's solid. Yeah. yeah. He shot 34 last year? Yeah. He shot 33 last okay, year. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Like, that's solid. Like, there's like that is a good number for AD. If that jumped up to 38, though, on five attempts, that's just ridiculous at that point. He is ridiculous, bro. That's I mean, the he, thing about obviously it. Obviously, he that, is. That's the thing <laughs> about that it. Would, like, that would honestly put KD in the running. If he did that for the next two years. AD. Huh? AD. AD. AD, my fault. If he did that for the next two years. They're basketball cousins anyways. Kind of, yeah. But if he did that for the next two years, like, we would legit be having a discussion if he's, like, the best big man in the last 20 years. Like, if he did that for the next two I years. I think he's coming for it, bro. He's going to try. Like, I agree. He's going to be in the conversation either way. But if he did that, I don't even think it would be that much of a discussion. Mm. Like. In the last 20? Think about it. It comes down to what? Him and Duncan? It do, and he's yes, he's is. gunning for him, bro. That's he's it. gunning for that man. He's twenty seven, dog. He's gunning for him. Yeah, yeah. He's gunning for him, bro. That man That's is good. That's all. Yeah. All right. So there's like a, there's a few moves that we didn't talk about. A few things in the offseason that we did not get an opportunity to talk about. One of them is going to be very sad, and I guess we should get that out the way right now, man. Ah, oh, jeez, man. We're gonna do that. Yeah, we got to, man. All right, goodness. We love you, Clay. We love you, bro. It's, we didn't want it to happen. When it happened, I was we hurt. were together, weren't we? Yeah, we were. We were at we were outside. We was at, we we was was at the gym. We was there, yeah. I was I was I was hurt. I was broke by the situation. So for those who do not know, where have you been? Yeah, you live under a rock <laughs> for one. Clay Thompson towards Achilles playing, uh, working out, working out. He was not just playing; he was working out. I hear a lot of people on on Twitter talking about why is he. Why is he even on the court at this time? Shut up. Like, if he wasn't re- we've said this before. If he wasn't ready to hoop, then when he tore his Achilles, he was never going to be ready. And he probably going to tear it somewhere down the line in the season. That, that's my mentality. But um, he tore his Achilles. He's out for the rest of the season. And Golden State has done what I think is a pretty good job of trying to piece together a team that could be playoff bound. Um, CBS Sports Line have them predicted, predicted, excuse me, to only win 33 games. That's foul. That's so foul. Out of the 72? 33 That's games. Because that, that doesn't happen in the playoffs, right? Like, no, I had them it can't. Like, it can't. No. Of course they not. They were clearly out. That's definitely a Easily losing out. record. They're like a 10th seed. Yeah, they're yeah. like. That's well, like, that puts you in the play-in. <laughs> That's foul, too. <laughs> it you is. got the Golden State at, like, your 9-10 seed. so foul. <sighs> so, just the thought of that had me kind of befuddled and I wanted to know who these people that made these prediction of course but of course I couldn't find them <laughs> um, but 33.4 wins is where they have them predicted it to be exact I don't agree at all um, after signing Kelly Oubre Brent, uh, Brandon Wanamaker Kent Bazemore still bringing in on draft day James Wiseman and having Andrew Wiggins who looks to be a lot bigger <laughs> hopefully he just means something um <laughs> I think we're looking at a team that can win 45 games. Oh, man. First off, yeah. Clay, sorry, man. Get well, man. Get well. Like I said, I I can't imagine the struggle of having to come back from two essentially year-long injuries back-to-back. So mentally, I can understand that's like – 
that has to be super frustrating. Right. So get well, like I said, keep your spirits up. Like I said, we all looking forward to seeing you back on the court. Um, that being said, though, that is super foul, 33 games. 33. Super foul. 45, though. Too high? <sighs> I'm somewhere in the middle of those. I'm, yeah, I was thinking I'm above 40. 40. Mm-hmm. 45 might be where I'm. In the only, re- I think they have the talent of a 45 win team, but it's only because it's COVID. They have so many new pieces that essentially are not going to get to really practice together. Mesh, mesh. It's going to take them at least 15 games before they really hit their rhythm, in my opinion. Okay. So the question is, can they keep their head above water until then, and avoid injuries and everything in between there, and hopefully no COVID, anything. So that's why I'm like, Ugh, 45 might be tough. But I do. I've told. I'm, I think I've told all y'all this at some point or another. Like I'm in the firm camp of like, all Golden State has to do is make the playoffs. The only team I see them not being able to beat. If you at, put a gun to my head right now, you were like, "Yo, Golden State can't beat this team." It would be the Lakers. Everybody else, I would be like, "Oh, they got a shot. They yeah. could beat them." I've watched the Clippers implode. I believe that could happen again. True fact. Denver Nuggets lost most of their defenders. Yep. It comes down to a Jamal Murray, Steph Curry shootout. I know who I'm picking. Steph Curry. Um, who else? Dallas Mavericks. Is KP going to play? I don't know. He's probably going to be out the first month of the season. What's he going to look like? Who knows? Everybody else in the Western Conference, I'm like, Golden State could knock off. Except the Lakers. And that's why I think they just need to. That's the mentality they need to get to. Let's get through the season healthy. Let's get to the playoffs. Let the chips fall where they may. And nobody wants to see us when he gets there. I think I've come to the same conclusion about the Warriors. Um, I don't know. I really like the Kelly Oubre pickup. That's your man. As, that's as, your man. Yeah, as we that's know, man. that's my guy. Yeah. I, you know, I apologize to you because you was right on that one. I wasn't. You I, got I appreciate that. Small forward in the yes, league. yes, wow. yes. Where'd I, you have him? Seven? I had him like seven. Oh, let me pull that up. <laughs> I had him like crazy. seven. Yeah, please pull up those positional rankings. Pull that up. No, but That's I think he's one of those perfect players to try to hide Steph Curry's weak points around. Yeah. Um, long athletic defender, really bouncy on the offensive end. Hopefully he can come back from this injury pretty Super well. Great. And I, I and I expect him to. Um No, I think the Warriors have a real shot against anybody in the playoffs except the Lakers, as B said. Um I I was joking with Leak all the time how I would love a Warriors Clippers matchup mm-hmm. in that first round. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how Get I know they're going to... Adam Ninth, by the way. Adam Ninth? Yeah. Yeah. Who did I have him over? <laughs> uh, Ingram. Brandon Ooh, Ingram? Yeah. I'm taking Ingram. I'm sorry. I'm taking Ingram now. <laughs> I'm taking this Ingram now. This is still good. You had... Yeah. You had he, I you didn't see you Ingram. Beat us all he was yeah. a sleeper he all that the made the actual jump. So yeah. we will not hit... Oh, no. I didn't you see Brandon Ingram drop in 25 a game. I'm sorry. That's my mm-hmm. man still. <laughs> but, um... No, I think... I think the Warriors are in a real position where they could shock somebody in the first round. Yeah. Barring, like, I got to see the injury status. And now Wiggs has to do more than what I thought he would have had to do in the first place, not a Clay's out. Yeah. Like, let's come in there. I was like, if Wiggs can, if his numbers can resemble what they've always been, but his impact is more focused and, like, driven, then, yeah, yeah he, he's sitting pretty. We're not asking you to do more. We're asking you to just be. You, more involved, like you, stay here but, with us, but stay yeah. in the game, stay yeah. mentally in the game. Exactly. But now he's gonna have to pick up because 
essentially he might have to flirt with being the second best player on that team now that Clay's out. Yeah. I think the I think in terms of him being the second best player on the floor offensively, yes. Him being the best defender on the floor, I think you can leave that to Kelly. Kelly, yeah. And now, so I, on that's the Kelly the way, pickup. That's the way I've envisioned it. I said, okay, yes, he needs to be more focused, he needs to be more efficient, all that in the third. He still needs to play good defense. But the first line of attack necessarily doesn't have to be him. It could mm-hmm. be Kelly. Because yeah. Kelly's yeah. about the same. They got pretty much the same physicals. Going like Kelly can guard your best wing. Yes, yeah. he can. I think he can. I think he can. And I think. I mean, I think both of them can. I think honestly, it's just gonna come down to matchups. Like, yeah, whoever. I think. I think that's the way Steve Kerr is looking at. It. He's like, I got two really long, really athletic, explosive wings. Whoever I feel like has the best matchup, that's where I'm gonna let them go. Okay. Like, end of the day, this is kind of like having Kawhi or not Kawhi. Um, Clay and Iguodala on the wings for the Warriors again. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of picking the matchup. Who you think is going to be better where? But Wiggins, there's a lot of pressure on Wiggins now. Yeah, a lot of yeah. pressure. That does con- that does make that me a little nervous. Me. That yeah. concerns me. Um, Had so much more faith with Clay. For sure. For sure. But in terms of the moves that Golden State has made, I don't hate none of them. I think they made all the right. Kent Bazemore yeah. was great. Brandon Wanamaker was great with the Celtics. A good backup point guard for them, man. Great with good. the Celtics. He looked really, really good. Does have me asking questions about what they're going to do with Jordan Poole. I guess Jordan Poole's going to play that that combo guard spot. Oh, I think Jordan Poole's going to get a lot of minutes. Oh, yeah, I think he's good for now. Like, I think they look at Brad and Jordan as two different types of players. Like, Brad's not really a point guard. He's more of a off-the-ball kind of point guard. Like, he's going to catch and shoot. Like I said, he'll get downhill on the break, mm-hmm. do things like that. Like, I think they look at Jordan as kind of feeling that – What's the one I'm looking for? Kind of that initiator role. Initiator role, like that secondary initiator. They're really high on Jordan Poole. I think they're really banking on their youth development with Eric Pascal and Jordan Poole. Yeah. Like and they Marquise are banking Chris. on them. And Marquise Chris. Like they are banking on them three, giving them minutes. Because people, like a lot of people just like, why aren't the Golden State making more moves? Why are they trying to make more moves? I think they're banking on these young guys. They're like, hey, we've seen Jordan Poole. They said he's put on like 12 to 15 pounds. Like they already said like Pascal's like tried to fish the hitch in his jumper. Like, they're banking on these guys taking a step forward, and they're banking on the Steph Curry effect. Like, yeah, Steph Curry's on the floor. Like, Andrew Wiggins said it. Like, they asked him, he's like, yo, what was wrong? Why? Or what's the difference between last year and this year? Well, we got Steph Curry. Like, there's your difference. Yeah. Playing this up. That's why that 33 wins is just so foul. Put the best point guard in the league back on the floor. You are not getting 33 wins. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. It's no way. Yeah, so I think uh, – I think that's going to be very interesting. Um, and I'm rooting for Golden State just because of all the things that have happened, you know, um, with that team and all the things that they've been through. A lot of injuries. And over the like, there was a time where they had DeMarcus Cousins. DeMarcus Cousins got injured twice while trying yeah. to wear the jersey. You yeah. Know, just trying to be there. But I think he's in Houston. Um, highly interested in that, man. There's a lot of pressure on Steve Kerr this year as well. Yeah. Yeah. He had to prove he. For, for some reason, he has to prove he's a good coach. This is a telling year. So um, I, I put Steve Kerr in that upper echelon for a while. Mm-hmm. This year is going to tell. He's at least got to turn them into a top 10 defense. Hmm. Like, that's their benchmark. Okay. Well, John Wall, Russell Westbrook, it happened. Finally. Sheesh. It Trey, took a lot of Trey John. <laughs> It happened. We're looking at a situation where John Wall is wearing a Houston jersey. We're looking at a situation where Russell Westbrook is wearing a 
Washington Wizards jersey, something that I never thought I'd see. Um, Russell Westbrook and Scott Brooks only means that that team is destined for an eighth seed. Mm-hmm. Um, but both parties seem to be happy about the situation. The only person we have not heard from publicly is James Harden. Um, although John Wall says that he believes that Harden will stay because of him. <laughs> At the time of this recording, James Harden has not shown up to training camp. By he has not. He has not. We've seen him everywhere, but he was just in, in a, a club. Facility. He was, he was with little baby, won't he? Yeah. He gave him in a Prada I'm all bag. He's in the mix. Yeah, bro. <laughs> he is everywhere, Ooh, but on man. the court. This is messy. Houston, I'm so concerned. You about have him. a problem. <laughs> I'm so concerned about Houston. I feel bad for Silas because I was really excited to see him coach. Like, really coach. Like, he's been in Dallas. He's been regarded as one of the top assistants. He's a black head coach. You know how hard it is for black head coaches to keep a job and get one to begin with. Facts. Um, so, just this moment where I'm like, oh, he gets two MVPs. This is going to be an opportunity where he gets to coach and, and see how, where his offensive acumen can go. In terms of how we've seen it thus far with Mike D'Antoni. So, it'll be a lot better. Maybe a little more creative. I was excited. And then everything just fell apart really fast. And now he has gang son John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins, who's coming off an ACL and an Achilles injury. P.J. Tucker, who wants cash. He, need, he needs his money. You lost, you lost Austin Rivers, but you still have... Traded had, Covington. Traded Covington. Huge. Like, I mean, what, what is the ceiling for this, for this Houston team, man? As it stands right now, I mean, James Harden plays and they can flirt with the playoffs, but that's just, it's such a big question mark. Um, seeding, if James Harden plays, um, maybe that's six to eight range. Six to eight? Yeah, five to eight, possibly. Wow. I just really, especially in this new look West as well, I don't see this whole small ball thing because I don't, have Christian Woods being that big that I he's have you compete though. Yeah, but he's good, good. He's, he's, he's but good, yeah. but I don't have him competing in the West like that. Like as your starting center, I mean, are they playing small ball? You signed Demarcus. He when right. the last time we seen Demarcus play? Hey, I'm just saying I'm these are the, these are the moves the Houston Rockets have made. I don't know what they're doing. I'm concerned. That's what I said. It's a bigger question mark, and I'm trying to make sense of it in my head. But realistically, I haven't seen Demarcus play meaningful basketball in how long? A year. I don't think Christian Woods has played meaningful basketball in terms of that level of, of competitiveness, the playoffs, et cetera, in the West. I, to he's sit here and say I just trust him Detroit, off of his, right? his pencils. No, nah, he's been potential. bouncing around. Last year, I think mm-hmm. it was his first year in Detroit. He was in New Orleans for a while, put up some decent numbers there. Everybody kind of slept on him. And then he goes to Detroit. Once they moved off Andre Drummond, let him start, he really blossomed. No, he, he was showing okay. out. He plays really well. I'm just not saying he's more than a top you know, he can hold his own with the West beat. And, and yeah, and, and in terms is, of playoff positioning, guys are improving. We haven't talked about Phoenix. Um, DeAndre Aiden's coming back. And he's only going to get better with Chris Paul there. Exactly. Sure. Um, have not talked about Phoenix. We haven't talked about Cat um, in terms of what they're supposed to look like, Minnesota. And just that's just another big run. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm not saying Minnesota. I feel you. I'm, I'm not just... saying Minnesota's going to be in the playoffs. But I'm just saying that, that's another big you got to worry about. I'm not worried about. AD. Then you have. You still have uh, 
Jokic, Jokic, Chris Stapps whenever he gets healthy. Like, it, yeah, it's a lot of names, a lot of guys. Jaron Jackson, Joseph uh, Nurkic, mm-hmm. uh, Zion, Rudy, if he, if he plays, Gobert. I mean, th- these are the bigs he's gonna have to match up with on a consistent basis. And like you mentioned before, we don't know can Demarcus actually hold up for thirty minutes a game, um, and that's that's the scary part of this whole situation. And I don't care what anyone says. If Russell Westbrook doesn't like playing with his own friend. And James Harden because he can't touch the ball enough. I know John Wall not gonna like it. I know for a fact John Wall not gonna like that. So, <sighs> what jersey James Harden about to wear? That's the question. When <laughs> I switched it, that when he who's he getting traded to? When is the question to me at this point? I mean, I guess because it's, it's him staying is not realistic to me anymore. It's kind of mirroring what happened with. The Lakers and Anthony Davis, where it was clearly the Lakers were like, yo, we want AD. As much as non-tampering as they could possibly do, right? it seemed like it was destined for AD to, uh, to go there. It was just how much were you going to offer the Pelicans? Like, So it's Brooklyn. Now it seems like Brooklyn and the Rockets, it's, it seems like I they're hope. almost married to each other for Jam- the J- James Harden deal. Yeah. But it's just like n- not until we feel comfortable with the offer or they want to flirt with seeing it everywhere else. Um. So I guess he's gonna. Does he? The real question is, does he start the season as a rocket still? I don't think it's where he goes. I think if he leaves, he probably does end up a net, unless somebody just pulls off one of the steals of the night, which is very well possible. I know Golden State's name was thrown out and flirted, but Golden State doesn't pull the trigger. Yeah, I was, I was hoping as well that they wouldn't do that. I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't be. I've seen crazier things happen. True. Okay, there's... I've seen crazy things vetoed. That too. Um, <laughs> but the league doesn't own any teams right now, so we're good. Yeah. Um, there's a couple sides to the story. The first thing is, I'm of the firm belief there's a way he is going to get to Brooklyn because KD said it didn't happen. He didn't have the conversation with him. Once KD said he didn't have the conversation with him, I was like, oh, the conversation, the conversation happened. <laughs> They're already working on it. There's something in the mix. It is what it is. Like, they're going to try to find a way to make this happen. So, all the question is, not not if, but when. I agree right. with you. Now, the real thing comes in is the Rockets owner is, um, what's the best way to say this? You talking mean. about the <laughs> Let's go with that. <laughs> Let's go with that. Tim and Fertitta is a mean <laughs> dude, bro. He is um, a piece of work. The Rockets owner. He, is he? Yeah. Yes. Oh, we're just yes. not saying it. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. I could totally see him. Because keep in mind, this isn't the AD situation. Harden has three years left on his contract. Yeah. Tim and Fatigue could just be like, lump it. I don't care. He can literally just do that. I don't care. We're not trading him. I don't care. Either he's going to play or he's going to sit. I don't care. There's no fans in the arena anyway. Right. If there was ever a reason to tank, it's this year. Right. Love it. Let him sit there until next offseason. He could definitely do that. I could totally still Tim and Fatigue just... From told, everything I heard about him, that does seem very <laughs> capable. So it wouldn't shock me. Also, I think Philly's still on the board for them. Like it yeah. would not shock me if, like I said, somehow he also ended up in Philly with Daryl Morey. I think James Harden would sign off on that as well. But um, yeah, Houston's interesting, man. This is gonna be a funny team. I think if James Harden plays, they're clearly in the playoffs because he's just that caliber of player. Yeah. But if he doesn't, then 
at that point, like I said, how much is how good is John Wall and how they're good is Marcus Cousins? To, they're not good enough to get in the playoffs in the West. I, once again, I want to see what they look like first. I'm not going to definitively say that until I see them play. If once I once I see them play, then yeah, I probably will be on board with you. I'm more likely you're right. I, I'm just saying I'm not going to say it Brian until is, I see him. Brian is the only one in this room that still holds John Wall to that standard. We remember the Russell we'll Westbrook versus John Wall argument. Yeah, yeah. I, Firmly said, I think John Wall was a better point guard than Russell Westbrook. So we'll see this year. So in theory, they I should mean, go to the, they John should, Wall they is should. not the same player he was back then. I'm pretty sure of that. I've said that they numerous ne- times. John Wall was never better than Russ. As a point guard, I think he was, but that's a whole different As discussion. As a player? As a player? Never. He was never. He was never better than Probably Russ. not. As a point guard, I would take John Wall. He was never. Mm-hmm. All right. So... We hinted on it a little bit, and we talked about Chris Paul, talked about the Phoenix Suns, um, how they've made some moves. I think they're going to make a push, but let's get to it. The Los Angeles Clippers are once again talking, and... Really, it's just one guy talking. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to put that on the Clippers. It's you know, you're one right. guy you're talking. Right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me be fair. To now, there record. were things said about them. That's true. There, there's been a lot of talk about the Clippers, mm. but there's one guy talking in specifics. One guy. And Pandemic P. Mm. Panoramic way, way P. Way off P. <laughs> way off P. And Plato he had, P. He had a lot to say. He had a lot to say about his former coach. And how he was being played on the All the Smoke podcast with uh, Stack and Matt Barnes. They think he's JJ Reddick. <laughs> I like that was, the callback. I was about to say, I like yeah, I, I can quote myself. That was a good one. That was a good one. But he had a lot to say about how he was being played, and I think the best moments on Twitter is when everyone in that community agrees. Fact. I think that's I think that's one of the best moments when yeah. we we, when we all, collectively just we come collectively together. We understand like yeah, 2016 mm. was a great year. Yeah. <laughs> Paul George part. is lying. Yeah. Uh-huh. We have moments like those. Pineapple goes on pizza. All of this good <laughs> oh, stuff. <all> right. <laughs> yeah. T. Yeah. We here with it. We here with it. That wasn't one of those moments. It wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> um. But those moments. Mask off hit. Like those are the moments <laughs> where we all sit and be like. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it happened. Community moments. Exactly. <laughs> it brought us all together. And it happened after that. That All the Smoke. After that All the Smoke podcast. And so, I don't know who has the clip. We got two different clips. One clip we're going to play. Leak is going to play. And we're going to listen to the Paul George first. Listen to the Paul George first. And then we're going to listen to. I don't have the Paul George one. Which one you getting? I was I was getting the Dan Dockage one. Yeah, get that one because that's what I was gonna play. So you might. Okay, play. okay. Being it on his computer, we can just we can, we all can summarize what Paul George said. Okay, so what Paul George initially said on the All Smoke podcast is that he felt that he was being misused um, in the system that Doc Rivers has set up, um, and there were some things where he said that you know what I didn't necessarily have a problem with in terms of there wasn't enough adjustments being made in terms of. Um, how the team was functioning on some level on the court and all of that. But there was a few statements he made that was outright lies. Um, there's no way around it. Um, he said that he was being handled like he was J.J. Reddick. 
He came <laughs> off more pin downs um, than he ever did in that system that year. And that played a factor into why he struggled um, in the offense and in turn in the playoffs offensively. Point is, Paul George has consistently lied and consistently shown that he is not trusted as a guy you can play in late game moments. He does not know how to be accountable for his own actions on the court. And he will consistently choose himself and his own ideals of what he thinks should happen on the court and what he thinks happened. I think the little delusional in a lot of these moments. And that is scary. And that's why the Clippers will once again lose in the second round. Make it that prediction now. <laughs> All right. Can't even be mad at you, bro. <laughs> so, it was a lot said there, but yeah. So, who wants? What are we gonna do first? We showing the stats. I mean, I don't want to hear the stats because yeah, I don't agree with what he said. So I don't. We don't need to hear stats about what we don't even think is true. So we don't care about the stats. No. What about, should, but because I is, agree with you. Yeah, you're coming off of pin downs, or whatever. But bro, like you said, too many threes, catching it. Shout out Clint Parks on Twitter. He be saying it. Too many jig moves. Like, <laughs> he was really trying to show his handle. Like, my one of the dudes I follow on Twitter that really says a lot of the Clipper stats, like, this is the least amount. Like, basically, he said he drove it more at OKC than he did here. True. Yep. Like, he took less shots, like, within eight feet, within three feet, like, than he has before. The only thing that I'll give him, like, okay, maybe I'll give you a pass for, did come in, like I said, I'm guessing in PG's eyes, bad shoulders, coming off of shoulders, had a hammy issue, and then I guess he never got in a great rhythm, and then the bubble, he acted like he didn't want to be there. But mainly he did have some physical limitations along with the leg injury that started his whole thing right. a couple years back. So I'm like, okay, like if you're not confident in your leg and your hammy's hurting and you don't. So you're settling. You're taking more. Yeah, I was like, okay, so maybe that's why. But once again, he came. He always be saying his shoulders are fine, and then we hear about some weeks later how his shoulders aren't fine. Like, I was one thing I will say, like, last year. Like, when he did start coming back, when he did start playing, he was like, oh, my shoulders feel great. I feel like I had two brand new shoulders. Then, like, January, we're hearing about him again. And then in the bubble, we're hearing about him. So, like I said, man, like, so much talent. And it just hasn't materialized since 2014. Because at the time they weren't supposed to beat Miami, but it was like, okay, dude, you're you're doing it. At look, you're making it at least look like right. you're doing all you can to win. Right now, we can see you saving. And so the question now is, how should the rest of the world view PG? And some people have already viewed PG in the light that we are kind of being, I guess, introduced to, and that goes back to the clip we're about to play. So. I got it. You, you got to plug it in. Playing outside of Indianapolis thinks that he's this great player. And I got to tell you, Paul George is a guy, a really nice kid, by the way. I mean, really, really nice kid. Oh, he's come over. Like, oh, oh, off the injury, that's fine. But in terms of basketball player, like, do you remember when he said, hey, we talked to CJ, I talked to CJ Miles about that last shot in game one? All right. Let me tell you what happened with that. One of two things. Either he didn't talk to CJ Miles, and what I heard, or I heard CJ Miles and the rest of the guys just laughed at him. This isn't like Kobe talking to his teammates. This is, you know, 0 for 16 on game-winning shots. Paul George started on a path to become a great because he defended, because he, he was big time in pretty good games. He was never a game-winning shot, but all right, he competed. And then, last two years, what Paul George has become is a guy that's trying to talk 
streets accountable and everybody respected. George's way is to talk. George's way is to say after the fact really dumb things consistently throughout the year, which is, well, you know, we just didn't play hard. All right, what NBA superstar needs Lance Stevenson on their team? And George is like, oh, he energized us. We really needed him. We were a dead team, blah, blah, blah. Well, you're a superstar. You need Lance Stevenson. Nobody needs Lance Stevenson. He's not Lance Stevenson's family. <laughs> Lance Stevenson. That's what? That guy right there, well, you're not watching on TV, but if you were, you'd see Paul George making shots, but he needs Lance Stevenson. Paul George is a talker, not a doer. He's a nice player uh, that people around the country like a heck of a lot more than those that watch him every day. Hmm. Has anything changed since 2017? Nah, man. Not. Unfortunately not. <laughs> I guess not. I guess not. And that's sad. That's sad. Because like, like League mentioned, the hopes for PG was through the roof. When you saw him against Miami, you saw him go against Braun, saw him in the playoffs, through the roof. And I think the question is now going to become where does he – when his career, because he's 31, about to be 31, right? Yeah. About to be 31. You got the the back nine of his career. Um, how would he be viewed as a player? So how would he be viewed as a player when it's time? We know how we view other greats who may never win rings. Like the way we view Carmelo, the way we view Chuck, the way we view those guys. Is way different than the way we'll view PG, and that's that's the issue at this point. Even Russ, like the way I view Russ, is completely different than the way I view PG. Well, I mean, everybody you just named, we know why we view them differently. Like Russell Westbrook is triple double guy, MVP, Carmelo, NBA scoring champion, one of the greatest scorers of all time. Same thing with Charles Barkley, MVP, round mound of rebound. Like these guys have done things that. Even if they never won titles, we'll remember forever. What will we remember play, playoff P for? I don't know. He's like the, the all-star Rudy Gay or something. Essentially. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's what he is now. Shout out Rudy Gay. Like, this year for Paul George, I honestly don't know who has more pressure on them it's, than Paul George this year. No. I don't, I don't think there's a person. There's not a soul. There's not a person there's not a soul that has more pressure. He has more pressure on him than Kawhi does. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, as much as I talk about Kawhi at times, like, I respect Kawhi. Kawhi's a top five player in the league. He's a Hall of Famer. He's whatever you want to put behind him. Paul George is none of these things. Yeah. He's Paul George, who needs to show he's a number two, at least. Yeah. That's all we're asking at this point. Be a number two. Be good at it. Be good at it. Be there when we need you. And more, most importantly, here's the real thing, because here's the thing. Paul George gets a lot of crap for what happened in Denver, as he should. Mm -hmm. But Paul George actually played fairly well games one through six. Game seven, he played like trash. But everybody on the team played like trash in game seven. Mm -hmm. But we all remember playoff, he hitting it off the side of the backboard. And yes, he was absolutely god-awful. Yeah. With that being said, like, dude, the thing that keeps getting you in trouble is... These these talks. The way you talk! (laughs) Your comments... We just heard Dan Docker say three years ago. Team laughed at him when he tried to say something. Well, we just hearing an article about the Clippers. Yeah, Paul George tried to tell everybody to come back, and everybody laughed at him. <laughs> You're the same dude. 
<laughs> You're the exact same guy. Sounds like consistency, if you ask me. You're consistent. This is consistently what you are. Right. And I think it's, it's even different when you take into account how we view Kyrie. Like, Kyrie's mentioned saying that he's not talking to the media this year. And that he's like, I'm just going to let my play do the talking, which is cool, which is fine by me. I don't I'm think it's going it. to happen, but <laughs> cool. I, at the same time, once again, Kyrie has done things that PG has not done. Yeah. Kyrie, Kyrie shot will live in NBA history forever. So yeah. and I think that that's the difference. Like that's I, can, what I said, he's, he's I can, like the All Star version of Rudy Gay. I can stomach hearing Kyrie say what he say to some extent, but when you take into there's a, just legitimacy behind his game. Exactly, it's like oh, the results would suggest okay, there's some merit here. Yeah, but PG, why should I listen to you? What's your it, merit? What's your credibility? And that's what his exactly. teammates are saying. Exactly, and so when you hear all these conversations come out about how teammates weren't necessarily upset that Kawhi had the special security because he's been there done that and, you, you haven't been and there and Kawhi that. saying that you know what I don't want to play right now doc don't put me in the game even though that's crazy but don't put me in the game right now they can stomach that they can't stomach pandemic P doing that <laughs> and that's the problem that's the problem with this whole this whole thing so the question is is Ty Root mm, Ty Lu, excuse me is he going to be able to change the culture within that locker room to make sure that these guys understand the severity they're playing with and, and understand that Paul George, bro, you are not what you think you are and you have to prove it to these people. I I do think honestly with how T Lu or how P has been carrying himself and I think from where Ty Lu has come from and where Kawhi has even come from, mind you, I don't know how much more Kawhi said in his interview, like on court, he said he's not going to change much as far as like his vocal leadership style but i think he does understand he did take credit he not credit but accountability he was like i mean yeah like we blew a 3-1 and he said honestly like i'm excited because this is what builds players i like that how do you answer to something like this and i've been telling t i'm like if anything like let's just figure out what it is right now bro like are you the type that's going to answer to this because the only way you can answer from this is doing something spectacular right the only way you right. can answer from this is doing something spectacular. So you either do that or you don't answer. And then it's kind of like, okay, dude, we at least know where you stand within, like, the levels of the greats. You can, you can coast out the rest of your career. We'll look at some of these other guys to see if anybody else wants to take a stab at yeah. that best dude in the league. Yeah. So I, I, that's just <clears throat> – it's unfortunate. Yeah. It's unfortunate because, like I said, when it came out, I laughed because it's funny. It's Paul George being Paul George again. And at the same time, it was disappointing because it's like, dang, you don't get it yet. And if you're 30 yeah. and you don't, my dad said that to me at 15. He was like, if, you're 15 now, son. If you don't get it, you're never going to get it. <laughs> you like, you, you're just going to suck at life. If you don't, if you don't get it. Now. At, 15? at 15. He was That's like, if you don't though. get it now, you're never going to get it. Like at there's, 15. there's certain things you need to get at certain ages. Yeah. Like Paul George should have figured out this accountability thing. I at least by 25. It, yeah. Early. At he least by 25. He shouldn't be 30 and dealing with this. Like after that second loss to Miami, he should have really been like, right. all right, like I need to start at least holding myself accountable. Or at least but response. we couldn't, but we couldn't, we couldn't get that because honestly, that's when he got hurt. That fifth that should make it even more elite. Like when he came back from injury, it should have been like, man, I am really grateful you, for this opportunity. I'm but back. I think he he like, was grateful to hoop. But I think 
what he potentially saw. Because, I mean, he acts like a guy that everybody knows that, like, dude, everybody knows, dude, you're talented. And he's let that I'm talented part just go to his head. And he's just stuck on I'm talented, I'm talented. It's like, dude, flip it over to I'm producing. Right. That's fair. And I think in 2014, that was at that point where he went from, at that time at USA, in his mind, I went from some tall wing that was about to go to Pepperdine. I end up going to Fresno. I somehow go lottery. Now they have moved away from Danny Green to me, and I challenged Brown two years. Yeah, Danny Granger, and I challenged Brown two years in a row as the best player on the team. Like, people know who I am in this league. People think I'm here to stay. Boom, I get hurt on national TV. Everybody sees me, and all he's just hearing is, like, dang, P's hurt. Like, yeah, we all felt bad. We all felt bad. We all felt bad. Dang, like had he not gotten hurt, he would have did this. He would have did that. He would yeah. do that. So honestly, for he's all he's riding we, off the wood events. He's riding off the wood events, and that's and that's a problem. And in the first couple years in Indiana, honestly, anything that he would have did remotely positive, we just would have been so happy that he came back from that catastrophic injury. Yeah, because we we're all like, saw it. We're like, dang, yeah. So we're like, dang, we're like, just good job, PG. And then maybe. In those moments, because that's around the time Doc is just talking, yep. maybe that's when it just started this thing of like, well, I'm straight either way. Yeah. But now it's at a point where it's like, dude, that was now six years ago. By the time it is the playoffs, we'll be like, dude, that was seven years ago. Yeah. We need another moment. Yeah. Like I said, it's. I was somebody that was actually very high on the Clippers offseason until they resigned Reggie Jackson. I think that's a trade piece, but I'm I'm a little yeah on the fence about that too. Yeah, I'm not. Oh, uh, but I was I was really high on the Clippers offseason. Like I said, I think getting Serge Ibaka over Trez is a big upgrade. Yep. I think Luke Kennard was a great pickup for the. Yes. Yeah, so what do you think about him, bro? I I mean, what, if y'all remember, Luke Kennard was on my uh, list last year of players to watch. Like right, yeah. he is somebody I thought has always been a bucket in the league. Great catch and shoot player. Also can do a lot on the ball as well. Like. He's been stuck in Detroit playing on really bad teams and putting up decent numbers regardless. I think he is the perfect sidekick to put next to Kawhi and PG because he doesn't need the ball in his hands to be effective. But he could run your second unit the same way Lou Will did. But he'll fit better on the court in late-game situations than Lou Will did because yeah, he's also a more competent defender. Yeah, he's so, like I said, I was of the firm belief when they got Lou Kennard, like Lou Williams should be out the door. Like, trade Lou, go get a point guard. I think trade they're working on guard. it. I, think I, I hope they are, because that's the one thing that's keeping me from going. They could challenge the Lakers. Until they get a real point guard, though, I'm like, bon, the same I think Bone is waiting. Now, I did, and I don't know the legitimacy of these, but I did see some rumors that involve Lou Will and PG going to Sacramento. For who? For what? Buddy and De'Aaron yeah. Fox? If we get both of those... If Sacramento does that, <laughs> they need to go ahead. They need to kick the owner out. If we get they need both, to kick the GM out. They need to just sell the franchise. So that's the leg- so once again, I don't know the legitimacy. That's not of that. legit. There's I don't know no the legitimacy. Legitimacy. Yeah, that, there's no if way that's that legit. Happens, they just they just they signed need to him to move a that match. team to Seattle. <laughs> I think if that was legit, it would already happen by now. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, so, I don't think they're moving. I will say this. I will say this. <laughs> so upset. If you got the Aaron Fox and Buddy Hill for Lou Will and PG, what? And PG. Nah, I'm gonna need Lou Will, PG, no. and like three, four picks. No, to even call me, to even call me, to even call me, I'm gonna need like three, four picks. If we let me make sure that. I make Sacramento. If I lived in Sacramento, I would burn the stadium down that night. 
Y'all ain't playing. And you would go to jail. Let me make. Let me make. I don't. You got to prove it. Say you don't care. Say you don't care. You got to prove it. Y'all about to say I don't care, but I'm gonna say you got to prove it. You got to prove it. Let me make sure Buddy Hill was a part of it. I definitely saw De'Aaron Fox no though. No way, bro. Bro, I would be livid if I was a Sacramento fan. So the and the fact that I even like this even popped up let me understand that once again Sacramento sucks and as a, as an organization and it's just it's oh disappointing. My but gosh, that would be so bad. It would be. Where'd you see this at? What website? I'm reading it right now. It's NBA analyst. And let me see, let me see. Los Angeles Clippers, top, da 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 da. As for Darren Fox, da 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 da. Yep, it's just oh, it's just PG, Lou Will, for De'Aaron Fox. Now I don't know how uh, I don't know okay. I don't know what else they Both would throw in there to make sure the out. trades will work. That's yeah, that not. doesn't make you a championship team. No, never mind. I thought we got yeah, both of them. But Buddy Hill's Buddy Hill's name doesn't pop up. De'Aaron's not that ready yet. Um, yeah, I wouldn't do that deal either way. For either team. We got to keep, bro. What it's going to have to be is we're going to have to keep these guys. And honestly, what scares me more than anything is PG even double fooling us with a great regular season. <laughs> double fooling? Like, because there's one get thing. Get your hopes up. You yeah, this, but you know he's going to do that. You know he's going to do that. But the That's thing the is, the regular I season think, wasn't crazy last year. I think PG comes in with the right intentions. I think he flames out. I think he always comes in with the right intentions, just like he did in OKC. He comes in with the right intentions. The second, like, look, yeah, yeah. like, oh man, the second got time one. wasn't so much his fault. The first time, yes. yeah. The second time wasn't as much. Russ was getting torched. Russ was <laughs> losing that Dame matchup. The yeah. first time, he was yeah, the Dame and CJ matchup. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> PG, it was like I'm not gonna say it was your fault that time. That first time, yeah, bro. If like there's games where Joe, you, we can't have a playoff series and Joe is better than you in any of them games. Facts. I'm gonna look at you like, bro. Yeah. So I think. I think he comes to a situation where he plays really hard, he plays really well, and he's being successful in these regular season games, almost on some Montrez level type stuff, but just way more heightened because he's way more talented. But then when the playoffs come and the elevation, he's already gave you his best basketball back in December, back in March. Yeah. I mean, I mean in, in January, in February. And when April comes around, May comes around, we're like, what happened to you? I don't think it's a thing of flaming out. I think it's just at some point you have to accept the reality. I'm just, I'm of just trying to throw things, see if it stick. I, feel you. I, I, I don't. Nothing. I don't want him to suck. I really yeah, don't. It, I don't it, think, it, so, so here's hard. the thing. Here's the thing. Paul George. Like, I don't want. Doesn't necessarily to... have to suck. The problem now is, in order for the Clippers to legitimately be champions, Paul George has to enter the realm of a top ten player yep. in the playoffs. You mean in well, yeah yeah in the playoffs in the playoffs he, he has to, to enter the round because right now like think about this if Clay Thompson was healthy are we picking the Clippers over the Golden State Warriors no he probably still I'm probably the only, he probably I'm would. probably the only one yeah but I, most I people can't be would mad not. at you yeah I can't be mad and you wanna know why and think about it it's getting funny you're seeing on ESPN right now and I think it's more so ESPN trying to hedge the best but whatever you're seeing on ESPN right now people talking about well who's in the top duos and blah 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 yep. you got Luka and KP you got um like I said we would have had Clay Thompson and Steph Curry. Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic. And you want to know the reasons for that is? All those number twos, we have more faith in than we have Paul George. It ain't got nothing to do with Kawhi because Kawhi is amazing. We know what Kawhi is going to bring to the table 99% of the time. Mm-hmm. I, like, I am a firm Game believer. seven was an anomaly. Exactly. I am a firm believer game seven was an, an anomaly. I predicted some of it, but it was an anomaly. But we all know what Kawhi Leonard brings to the table. 
we don't know what Paul George is going to bring to the table. I know what Klay Thompson would bring to the table nine times out of ten. I actually think I know what KP would bring to the table nine times out of ten. At least he's going to be the best rim protector on the floor. Yep. I At this point, hey, I trust Jamal, Jamal Murray. Glad you came around. I've seen him do it now. About time. <laughs> show me. He showed me. Paul George ain't showed me. No, bro, I know. That's where we're at with him now. So now it's like that's the reason the Clippers are in this predicament now. Because they are literally have to go into the season hoping Paul George gets there. And I and Kawhi, I feel for Kawhi Leonard now because I honestly feel like he's going to be looking a lot of time down the bench. Like, What scares me too, I man. <laughs> what scares me too is like – is like a part of me is like, what if like not halfway through the year because if he plays bad, we're, we couldn't even move him if we wanted yeah, to. We, we wouldn't even. So it's like he's gonna, of course, come out and look good, and then some people are gonna be like, oh snap, maybe it's clicked. But then it's gonna be like, well, it's only really two months, bro. Your job really matters. In yeah, those two yeah. months, it's like, bro, it's gonna be so shaky. So and that's the funny thing; he can't afford to not play good basketball at any point yeah i mean like so even the so idea of him even the idea of him saying playing well and then flaming out isn't even it's an not option. an option no more bro option. it's not because we're still gonna look at him like look you did it again. you did it again but You've, if he plays bad in the beginning of the year it's like oh look this then is it's the like oh my god like so you can't take a night off bro <laughs> like this is the really so he, he had he has to show up night in night out if there's ever, like we talk about he cannot have a week-long stretch where he shoots 35. Yeah, he can, bro. We talked about low management. We talked about how much Kawhi may need it in terms of his health and making sure that he plays well into the playoffs. We talked about that. PG ain't got room for that. No. This, nah. we, we know Kawhi should play and all that. You know where we stand with that. He and only we, had two bad playoff can, games. And we, Exactly. And we can agree that even if Kawhi needs it, if anybody on the team needs it, it's Kawhi he can, he can get for it. sure. PG does not have that luxury at all from me. And at what I, any point. What I like about the Clippers, if he can, yeah. if he can lace them up, you gotta and if his go. legs don't hurt, he, he has and, to go. He got to go. He has to play. And if what the I, doctor says yeah. his arm is going to fall off, he has to hoop. There's no way around it. And like I said, he's been talking about these shoulders for like two years, so we're we going to see. But what I do like, and you had talked about it with Luke, like we are trying to, yeah, we're, we're trying to get move out of that, the old, under like we ain't Clippers with no stars. We got stars now. We need guys that like are here, like you know, not worried about the extra stuff. Like if they see Kawhi sitting down, their mindset is all right. Let me go get mine. And I think Luke Kennard is a guy like that. Oh, Luke Kennard's a bucket. Like if any of y'all want to sit down and just give these shots away, I will gladly take all these. Yeah, he's like that. You know what I'm saying? Serge has been – he averaged the most points of his career he did last season, playing I think the least amount of minutes at almost the same time that he's had since OKC. Well, He's like, gonna like I said, even bringing in a guy like Batum. I think it's like I said. I don't even think so much. What you think more, about that too? Yeah, I wanted the Warriors to get him so bad. I was kind of glad that we smacked him. Nobody's I was gonna so hoping he was everybody's gonna, go gonna to laugh at me and be like, "Ha ha, y'all got Batum." But I'm like, nah, Batum's bro, a solid player. Yeah, I was like, Batum's he, a solid. Like I said, that's another good pickup for the Clippers. I don't like, know yet. And that's the thing because of how I'm bad so he is with Charlotte, everybody's gonna he was say just that. Over there stealing money. He was just stealing bread. I don't think he is out of good basketball. Not Portland, Charlotte. I can't be mad at him for the contract. Exactly. His agent did a good job. That's not the oh, point. Yeah, that's he, not yet. So, so, I think the thing that bothers me about the situation was his inconsistency in terms of being on the court. I think that was like, Charlotte more than him. That's the thing. Like, he was massively overpaid. Let's not get that yeah, wrong. Yeah, Just yeah. like Gordon Hayward is But everybody overpaid got overpaid now. that summer he got. Exactly. Him. 
But Batum, for most of his career in Charlotte. Year, Nerlens Noel was supposed to get that contract Maybe. with Dallas. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. I got it was like sixteen. It was like sixteen when when everybody got paid after the Cleveland Cowboys. I got paid that year. A whole bunch of other people. Uh, My bad. Go ahead. Go ahead. But Batum massively overpaid. But for most of his career in Charlotte, he was very productive. He was on the court. He was producing. He just wasn't producing at the level of his contract. Not his fault. Y'all overpaid him. Whatever. That's who he was in Portland. He was the same way in Charlotte. They just gave Gordon Mill Gordon Hayward thirty mil. So is what it is. I don't know what that is. The last year in Charlotte, he got hurt early in the year. And they sat him out for a couple games. And then once he came back, he got hurt again. And at that point, Charlotte was like, well, we might as well just go full-on youth movement. Like, we got Miles Bridges. We got P.J. Washington. Like, what's the point of playing Batum? Like, I think in their minds already, they were trying to get rid of him. Like, they didn't even – they stretched provision him this summer. Like, that's how crazy that was. Like, they just released him and said, we'll eat his contract for the next three years. Like, they wanted no parts of Batum anymore. And once again, Batum is somebody that's never been accused of being – a nuisance a bad in the locker room. No, bad not, guy. I'm not saying he's a bad so, guy. I'm, I, that was never the thing. Like I said, the, the thing is the consistency in terms of him being on the court. You got all these guys and, and that are, <laughs> lack of a better term, injury prone. Yeah. Like, I think that's the issue at this point. Last year, we talked about talked about the clips being maybe they just don't fit. Now we're looking at seeing what, okay, maybe they fit a little bit better, but. None of these guys are spring chickens. Like these That's are true. these are older bodies, worn bodies. We, I said last and year. So it's like I said. Eh, I, I don't said, know anymore. I said last year we are here for a good time, not a long time, <laughs> for one. So don't ever expect us. Well, you already blew one good year. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I said our our clock is running out. I did say that. Like I said at but, the beginning of last, we got like three years. So don't expect us to really be on some like. Like development, a lot of no, like. No, it's not about development, and I I understand and that. And like, we're not gonna have a lot of young guys. I understand that. I think Greg's cool. saying, are they gonna be there when it matters? But that's even the their young guys, are, they're not like. Even Gennard's injury prone. Yeah, like yeah, these that's guys don't play part, full yeah. seasons. Yeah, none of these guys on this on this roster, or at least the guys that we're talking about in the core of this team, play full seasons. Maybe Surge. Probably Surge the does. Surge Zubac has got yeah, got he got good knees because Doc didn't play Mor- him hardly. Morris. Like Morris is ready like to go. The, like that's it. So I mean, and then you start, then you start going deeper and deeper, deeper. Now you're looking at guys who are going to have to play if they don't get moved. Reggie Jackson. Oh, well, we know how we somebody's feel about getting that. Moved. Somebody's getting like we know between how we feel about Reggie, Reg, between Lou, Reggie, Lou, Lou, Pat. Two of go. those three will. They will. Ballmer's so, not that much of an idiot. I was, he's not even an idiot. Doc was an idiot. Ballmer isn't. Lawrence Frank is not an idiot. Jerry West is not an idiot. I mean, well, I'm not calling them idiots. I'm not calling nobody idiots. Not even Doc. I, but I'm looking at the situation, and I'm just. I'm not gonna call Doc an idiot. I say he. I've said on jump. His coaching. His coaching is. It is what I always idiotic. thought it was. It's no, because Doc Doc Rivers also made some decent jump. Like let's let's keep it a stack about Doc Rivers. Did he make some bad? Matter of fact, he made no adjustments. Games five yeah. through six. Game seven, he put them in position to win. Yep. Paul George and Kawhi just missed wide open shots. Yeah. He put them in position when they didn't close the deal. That's why I say you got everybody got to take accountability for what they did. That boy's good. So with that being said, Doc Rivers, I'm not gonna call him an idiot. I just don't ever think he's ever been an upper echelon coach. He's right where he's supposed to be. Yeah, nah, that OA joint fooled me. He's never been that. OA fooled everybody. <laughs> that joint fooled me. So fooled me. with that being said, <laughs> I get back into that. There's some bums. While I do agree with you, Lee, I do like not so much just on the court the players they brought in. I think the personalities in the locker room just mess better just now. Hoop, they brought in bro. just more veterans, like just yeah. guys who are like that ain't with all the extra. Like not even so much extra. It's just like once again, just like you said, when they see Kawhi Leonard sitting down, they're just like, 
all right, go about our business. Like, we understand. We understand. I'm going to go Like, loop. Trez and I think even Pat Bev to, an under, to a little bit. Like, these are guys who, like, they made their names on every day I go hard, so why don't you? Like, that's what they made their names on. So when they see Kawhi and PG sitting down, they're like, that ain't what we did last year. And be like, man, this ain't last year. And once you can say that, but then and then the counter argument to them is, well, why did you come here then? Like you came here because you said you wanted to be part of us. Oh, I said no. I said I wanted to be in L.A. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't. I, Pat, oh, I did not come here like, for if you. The Clippers were god awful before Kawhi Leonard went there. He probably would have went to the Lakers. Probably. That's the point. He knew they was all right, but the thing was, That's he told. And if anything, maybe the players got this part mixed up. Yeah. He told them they weren't good enough to Yeah, go. he said, he told them, he was like, yo, y'all are, I like what y'all got going on, but y'all aren't good enough by myself. So if anything, maybe they should have adjusted these role pieces earlier because, like I said, I said if the, that. If I the said players that. thought that, like, yo, Kawhi, you came because of me, Kawhi's like, no, I came because PG came. I like this. I like the fact that he's doing this. <laughs> Who? Lee. Oh. <laughs> Sounds good coming from somebody else. Bro, I've been. It sucks I, when you say it, like, Three months too early? What? As yeah. far as what? No, because everything you just said is what we said at the beginning of the season. <laughs> but it's cool. It's cool. I just like the fact like, you're saying it. I don't so, even I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm in total agreement. Hindsight's 2020. Hey, <laughs> no, none of us predicted them blowing a 3-1. Oh, no. We not. all, if anything, we all predicted them. never predict them, that. We all predicted them losing. Not, well, not me, but we y'all predicted, predicted them, them to, lose, to lose to the Lakers. Y'all didn't. Including. Not I like did. this. Imploding. I definitely not, did. Not, not, Brian, you're a hater, bro. You're, all, you're Anytime somebody <laughs> hey, has demise, right you're going to be right like, a lot yeah. Too, no. I've been wrong, but I've been right a lot, too, now. Oh, man. Kyle Kuzma ain't made no all-star game yet. <laughs> oh, man. Let's let's get out. I think we're done. I think we're done. Um, <laughs> this was a good pop, boys. Nice way to Yo, come back. It was good came to get back. back came back strong. Guess, from this now was on. really funny. I, I enjoyed sitting here and listening for the most part. <laughs> this back and forth has just been on Keith, you got to keep what? track of how many times Brian hates. <laughs> just <laughs> my y'all, can, y'all can keep that's the counter. That's my favorite part. Y'all can keep the counter. Keep the counter. That's that I don't is, care. That's a tough stat. I don't care. I will be the hater. I don't care. I will firmly wear the badge. I mean, whether you wanted to or not, you were, I don't care. I say, you took the job before it was even... Cause guess on what? indeed, I'm gonna say what I feel. <laughs> I'm gonna say what I feel. Is what it is. Hey, oh, we appreciate everyone who's listened to the podcast. It was greatly appreciated. If you are new to the show, please hit that sub button, hit that like button. It helps us get presented out to more people. Um, for those who have been with us, who are faithful family man, M I H family. Thank you. Once again, we appreciate having y'all here with us. Comment below your favorite parts, which I agree or disagree with. We definitely try to reply to everybody in the comments. I know I do. Um, Brian sometimes chimes in when people come at his neck about certain things. If you ain't got no facts to back it up, don't come at my neck. He means numbers. That's all he's looking for is some facts. numbers. He's Any type for of stats. facts. Any he's just looking fact. for stats. He's just looking for stats. Any type. Any type of facts. <laughs> you got to have something to back up your argument. He's just going to ask you to go to NBA.com, pull up the analytics. That's all. Hey, yeah. You can pull up whatever you want. Pull up. It better make some sense. That's all I ask for. Look, man, I'm I'm like 55. No, I'm like 45 stats, 55 eye tests. Maybe a little bit I'm 50, more, 50. depending. You're not 55. I'm definitely 50. <laughs> hey, let's get out of here. I'm definitely 50. 50 Hey, yo, we appreciate everyone, like I said, man. Um, does anybody have anything else to say? Nah, man. Like I said, it's good to be back. Uh, shout out, shout out, shout out, Spatoka High School, baby. Tryouts tomorrow, baby. Let's get it, new season. You shout out. Man, say he fifty fifty. <laughs> nah, man. Um, 
No shout shout out uh shout out Adam Silver because these other leagues begin COVID left, right, everybody's been breaking the rules. We've yeah. seen football games get postponed two, three, four times. Mm-hmm. When that NBA bubble was cracking, it worked beautifully, better than I thought it was gonna work. So big ups to Adam Silver, the NBA Players yep. Association and everybody else who had uh hand involved in the making that a success because now I'm expecting that this NBA season should run just as smooth as the bo- a bubble, hopefully. So uh, I, I don't know about that. Hopefully, hopefully. It, it won't. It won't. It won't they but already got positive tests. Hard, hard, yeah. Hopefully. Well, they did have positives before the bubble started, but then they got all those down. But it's going to be harder because they're not going to be able to reprimand guys like for actually staying in. Like Harden yeah. was in the club already. It's going to be crazy. Y'all yeah, say even that. though the rule is definitely don't go in no any bars, clubs. Yeah. <laughs> no It definitely is on the rule book. But we'll see. We'll definitely see about that. Uh, Lee, got anybody to shout out? You good, man. Um, I don't know if I can shout out any. Yeah, I don't think I got none right now. Okay, yeah. cool. Well, shout out to all the young boys, man. Um, I had the opportunity to go sit down at Circle Sports Marketing Group's Mix-Up Part 2. It's a basketball showcase here in Richmond and talk with some of the young boys. And, man, those guys were... Great. Came from where it was a uh, team assist, where they came from, uh, the Circle Sports Marketing Group mix up team, where they came from um, in the high schools like LCA, Matoka, James River. Man, I appreciate y'all um, sitting down, talking with us, and chopping it up with us. And we're going to try and do more events like that. Since it was the first time, it was just me. But next time, I might bring TK, be a field agent, bring mm-hmm. Keith to hold the camera, you know, do something like that, um, make it more, you know, so. Just trying to do better, trying to give y'all more here in season two. So stick with us. And as always, East Lee Breathe the Game. We love you. Be safe. We out.